Hey, hey, welcome to Living by Faith, where each week we will hear from God's Word, engage with captivating guests, and be encouraged to live by faith in our everyday. I'm your host, Trillia Newbell. Today is special. It's the very first episode. I am so honored to host this program. As I was praying about how to start, I believe one of the best ways for you to get to know me is through my testimony. I did not become a Christian until the age of 22. I was a young adult. Ephesians 2 highlights my trajectory. And if you listen closely, you'll see that it was the situation we were all once in and the one we were rescued from. So I want you to listen to Ephesians 2, 1 through 4. It says, And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at works in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body, and the mind, and we were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. That sounds pretty strong, doesn't it? But it was me. This is who we were before we trusted in the Lord for our our salvation. We were dead, following the prince of the power of the air, following the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. We all once lived there too in the passion of our flesh, meaning that we were running away from our God. We were carrying out the desires of the body and the mind. We were by nature children of wrath. Listen, I I was uniquely different than I am today. I wasn't only not a Christian, but I actually hated Christians. I thought they were mostly hypocrites and really, really weird. I had strong views and didn't want to have anything to do with Christians or Jesus. That was me. And then God used a girl to share the gospel with me. It was the summer of 1998. I was leading a private camp and awaiting the arrival of my assistant. Our first meeting would be God's way of changing the whole course of my life. It's pretty radical to me. Every time I think about it, I am filled with both awe of God and amazement and joy. She and I were polar opposites. I was black and she white. I was in college and quite academic, and she had decided to leave college early to do campus ministry. Later, I would find out that she came from a fairly wealthy family, and I was poor. I grew up, I would say, poor to what we would probably be considered lower middle class. But most importantly, she was a Christian and I was not. Now, of course, none of that mattered except to say God can and does use anyone he wants. God can break through every barrier. You think there's a barrier? Mm -mm. Not to God. God can break through it. And I hope that encourages you in your faith. If you are praying for someone to know Jesus, and it seems impossible, here's the good news. Nothing is impossible for 
God. He broke through every barrier that I could think of between me and my friend and the gospel. It penetrates heart. It has power to change. So here I found myself in an odd series of events that only God could ordain, rooming in this private camp with a Christian girl that I did not know and that I would not have even chosen. And our first night of camp, she plopped down on her bed. She broke open her Bible, and I remember like it was yesterday. So here she is sitting on her bed with her Bible open, and I remember immediately getting defensive. And my guard went up because if you remember, I did not like Christians. And so here she is, open Bible, and I said, what are you doing? And she said, having a quiet time with her sweet little voice. And and I was immediately like, well, you keep that quiet time over there. But by the end of the night, we were both crying over my past church experience and some of my fears. And by the end of the night, she had also shared the gospel of salvation with me. So she was a little evangelist and the Lord used it. It took me some time before I would visit her church, she and I would meet together every now and then over a couple of years. But finally, in the spring of 2000, after a broken engagement and really a lot of humiliation over my sin, I came to her church and I stayed and I heard the gospel. <clears throat> now, I don't know if you've heard the song. Uh, It's a hymn. It's an old hymn, Rock of Ages. I encourage you to look it up if you've never heard it, but it is a beautiful hymn. And there is a line in there that says something like, wash me, Savior, or I'll die. And I remember at that moment hearing those that verse while we were singing and knowing I need a Savior. I need Jesus. Wash me, Savior, or I'll die. And he did. But God, he did. So what happened to me is spelled out in Ephesians 2. So I read Ephesians 2, a little bit of the verses earlier. I just read them to you. Now, Ephesians 2 verse 4 says this, but God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, we have been saved. God takes dead people and gives them resurrection life. We aren't somewhat alive and then, you know, brought to salvation. No, we're totally dead. We don't kind of help in our salvation. We don't help at all. We are fully dead and then made alive. Ephesians 2, 8 through 9 became my life verse. Here's what the verse says. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. God saved me by his grace. I did not earn God's favor. He freely gave it to me. So only, only the only boast I have and the only boast you have is in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, of course, 
this isn't just my testimony. Anyone who has placed their faith and trust in the finished work of Jesus has the same testimony. How we get there is different, but we are all in the same boat. And what I mean by how we get there, in other words, some people hear the gospel when they're really young. Some people hear the gospel when they're teenagers and like me, young adults. Maybe right now you could be 60 years old and it's the first time you've thought, well, wait a minute. What does this mean? God, he he saves however he saves. But what we want to know is that we are all in the same boat and we all need Jesus. So no matter what you've done, no matter how bad you think it is, you can run to Jesus. You can ask him for forgiveness and turn away from your sin and receive his free gift of salvation. The good news, the gospel isn't for the righteous. It's for sinners like you, like me, in need of freedom. And God gives freedom. When I gave my life to Christ, my life and all my goals changed in an instant. All I wanted to do from then on was share about the Lord, to share about Jesus. So whether in a church context, in my neighborhood, or at work, and now here on Living by Faith, this program, I am so excited. Now, every every time we um, start on our Saturday, I'm not going to obviously share all of that, but we are going to be thinking through what is faith? What does it mean to live and walk by faith? How do we do this in our everyday but not only did I have a desire to know God for salvation, I, I now needed to understand what it meant to follow him in my everyday life. That's one reason I'm excited about this show, Living by Faith. I have a deep desire for you to know that I am in it with you. We are in this together. We are going to think through what it means to put our faith into action. We are going to listen to guests. And and today's show is, is going to be a lot of fun. Um, we are going to have a special guest. And she is, she is not just someone who is behind the scenes, she is doing a lot of work. So I'm not going to, I'm just giving you a little bit of a preview of that. But as we journey together through the program, we'll grow in knowing God, knowing his word, and then take that word and practically walk it out. But right now, as we continue, I'd like to hear your testimony. How did you come to know the Lord? Who first shared the gospel with you? We have a way that you and I can interact together. You can call us at 877-548-3675. That's 877-LIVE-675. You may also email us at livingbyfaith at moody.edu. That's livingbyfaith at moody.edu. 
edu. So I want to hear from you. Make sure to call. I want to hear your testimony. I want to hear how the Lord transformed your heart as he has transformed mine. Or what is the Lord doing right now in your heart? Is there something that you want to share Or do you have a question about salvation, a question about justification, about what it means and how to walk it out? Whatever it is you want to say, I want to hear from you. So make sure to give us a call. I'm going to give you that number again and write it down. Or if you're in your car, ask someone else, write it down. (laughs) Call us at 877-548-3675. That's 877-LIVE-675. When we come back, we are going to learn more about the show and we'll have a special guest. Also, I want to get to know you. So more soon when we come back. Welcome back to Living by Faith. I'm your host, Trillia Newbell. I have had such a great time talking through my testimony, and I want to hear yours. So you can call us at 877-548-3675. That's 877-LIVE-675. You may also email us at livingbyfaith at Moody. Dot edu. That's living by faith at moody.edu. Okay, now that you've heard from me, I'd love for you to get to know one of the many, many people behind the scenes. Let me tell you something. These shows on Moody Radio are a community event. <laughs> it takes a village. There are so many wonderful um, hands that are involved and helping to keep things running smoothly with Living by Faith is my producer, Karen Hendren. Karen is the producer of this show, Living by Faith, and Ed Stetzer Live. She has worked at Moody Radio since 2014 on a variety of programs. Karen is also an Emmy-winning journalist who's worked at the Associated Press, Reuters, or Rudders, she's going to tell me how to pronounce that, I can't remember, Uh, CNN, Fox and News Nation. She has a bachelor's degree from Loyola University and a master's of science in journalism from Northwestern University. She has two sons and lives in the Chicago suburbs. Karen has been a tremendous gift to me. She is gifted and humble, and I am thrilled to partner with her on Living by Faith. So welcome to this end of the mic, Karen. Oh, well, thank you. Nice to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm so glad. So, Karen, I know we are going to talk about the show and my ministry some, but I'd love for listeners to get to know you. You work both in secular and Christian media, as I've already just read off. What led you to Moody Radio? Well, um, I was moving. I, I worked in Washington for many years, uh, two decades actually, and I was moving from Washington to Chicago. I wanted to be closer to family, and I was looking for a job. So I had a friend from grad school who worked here, and I reached out to her, and uh, 
we talked and she introduced me to her boss, Dan Craig, who's the programming manager here. And we had some conversations and stuff. And it, it took a little while, but um, – and I was kind of back and forth between D.C. and Chicago for a little bit. But I eventually got hired and I will say that Moody Radio was – sort of the background of my life growing up. Uh, I became a believer when I was eight years old, and my mom uh, used to listen to Moody. And so, you know, as I was getting ready for school, curling my hair and, you know, all that stuff you do, um, I remember hearing all these, like, Moody programs. So that was uh, very formative for me. So the idea of coming here was exciting because it was also a departure from, you know, the work I the, the secular work I've done. Absolutely. So, um anyway, since I've gotten hired, I've worked on several shows and I'm on Ed Stetzer Live as as you mentioned and now at your show and I fill in on Open Line for Trish Mc, McMillan, we fill in for each other. Uh and so that's great. And uh, I want to add this other thing. Uh one of the things that I love most about Moody that is like such a privilege here that you don't find, uh, or at least I don't find, is that um, the, the opportunity to have people that you work with that uh, care about you, the whole you, the spiritual mm. you too, yeah. and the fact that people pray for you. Mm. Uh, that's just so powerful to me. I've had, um, and when I first came here, I it was like kind of revelationary, you know. Uh, yeah. I, I would, we'd go for uh, reviews and stuff, and I'd have bosses that would say, okay, well, we got to get to the review, but let's pray first. Mm. And, and they would ask, do you have something that I want uh, that I need prayer for. So I have bosses who pray for my children. They pray for me. They pray for various things I'm going through. And then uh, one other thing, Dan, uh, who I mentioned, uh, years ago I had an aunt who was diagnosed with uh, stage 4 bladder cancer. And uh, that was like eight years ago. And I saw Dan, and he asked me, as he always asks, you know, is there anything I can pray for you about? And I said, well, you can pray for my aunt. And, you know, I don't see Dan that often because I work on weekends, uh, but every time I would see him, that would be one of the first things he'd ask me is, how's Celine? How's she doing? And that, for me, is like such a testimony to him and also just live, working here, you know, knowing that people actually, you know, uh, care. Care. That they care. You know, and they, they love you. Yes. And that they really um, take the time to get to know you. So yeah. it, anyway, that's 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 my privilege. Yes, absolutely. You know, I've experienced the same thing. I work at publishers as well as now a host with radio. And it is I was going to use the word tender, but it it is a gracious thing. Um, there, we're praying people, and I've experienced the same. And I'm glad that we've got, been able to um, kind of brag about Dan Craig. He is <laughs> behind the scenes, behind the scenes. He's here today. He's probably red faced at the moment. <laughs> probably. So, yeah, like what? Don't talk about me. But Dan is the reason I'm on the air. He asked me to do this, and I was like. Are you sure? Yes, I'll. 
whatever you say. If he, and even as we were starting, he um, sent me an email to tell me he's cheering me on and praying for me. And and that's the, the culture here. And I'm so grateful for that. So it's not um, fake or Christianese. It's it's real. And there's a desire and dependency on the Lord that is is an encouragement to me and and clearly to you as well, Karen. Okay, so I if we've got some callers calling in, which I'm really excited about. But before we get to any caller, I'd like for you to briefly share your testimony. So would you share your testimony with us, Karen? Okay, well, um, like I had mentioned, I became a Christian when I was, or a believer when I was eight. Um, and I, it was right after my uh, great-grandfather's uh, funeral. Um, it was the same day. We were watching a Billy Graham crusade hmm. uh, on television. And I just didn't, um, I was just, af- honestly, as an eight-year-old, I was just afraid to go to hell. And I didn't want that to happen. So I asked Jesus to be my Savior. And truthfully, I wrestled because <laughs> I, for me, I kept thinking, but if it's such an easy thing to do, if it's a free gift, why wouldn't everybody just take it? Mm. And so I wrestled with that question for many years, and I was afraid to ask it because I was afraid that if I asked it, it would mean that in my mind it was like it it didn't take, it it didn't work, it wasn't real or something. But, you know, like I said, I, I we went to church every week. I had Moody Radio on. I had uh, my mother uh, was so strong in putting me in groups and, and also just teaching me about, you know, God's word that um, I was growing but I was still wrestling with that question, and when I was 21, it, it sort of just kind of came to a head. There were some events going on in, in the news, and I just, like, I needed to know uh, for sure. I wanted that question settled, and I ended up, I was on my way to grad school, but I was working in the city, and I came home from work, and nobody was home, and I got down on my knees, and I just prayed this, like, simple prayer over and over, just, God, let me know that I'm yours. That's it, over and over. And um, I got up, and I can't say that immediately, I, you know, there was, like, anything, you know. Yeah. But I yeah. just, within the next few days, I realized I felt peace about it. And then I just saw all these opportunities. People came to me. I ran into people who knew this this relationship with Jesus. They they understood something a little different. Um, and I hadn't run into that before. And then I was uh, at Northwestern, and I was in a class of 12 people, so very small. Yeah. And one of the women came up to me, and she says, oh, we're doing a Bible study. And mm. there were four of us, four women in this Bible study, which to me, it was like a third of the class, really. <laughs> Right. You know, it there were just, it was just odd, and I really felt that God was okay. You're really ready to grow, and I'm I'm gonna be there and give you opportunities. So that's sort of the start. And I've had many struggles and different things, and I've found that with each one, my faith has uh, the the more real I get with God and just say I can't do this, the more uh, I allow Him to change me. 
Mm, amen. And I love it that the Lord used that university. <laughs> He's so good to grow your faith and probably in a way that you would not have imagined because you were at Northwestern. I just imagine you weren't thinking, oh, this is where God's going to use um, other people to grow my faith. And so God is so good to do to do that. I want to hear from you all. We've got some people on the line. I'd love to hear from Sharon when we come back to hear more testimonies of how God has redeemed our lives and saved us. And, and you know, I didn't read all of Ephesians, but the, at the end of Ephesians, which I think I have memorized, it says that he, he saved us by grace and that we are his workmanship and he created us for good works before the foundation of the world. So before the foundation of the world, he had this in mind for you, Karen. Isn't that encouraging to uh, think about? It is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> before the foundation of the world, before he created the moon and the stars, he thought, you know, we're going to have Karen Hendren be a producer and encourage the faith of those who are listening to Moody Radio and help support and encourage hosts and develop news stories and walk in a manner that's worthy of the gospel and raise two sons, all of these things, all this good work before the foundation of the world. And that's the same for all of us. As when he saves us, he has a plan for our lives and he takes our gifts and helps us to use them for the good of others and for his glory. I think it's fascinating and amazing, the goodness of God. And I'm really excited and grateful that you are um, hand in hand, elbow to elbow, nope, arm in arm <laughs> with me, Karen. So when we, when we return, Karen is going to take over the mic and ask some questions. More on Living by Faith soon. Welcome back to Living by Faith with Trillia Newbell. We have been sharing our testimonies. Here's the thing. If you want to live by faith, it starts with knowing Jesus. So as we've been kicking off this first episode, I thought it was really important that we start with where did we hear about Jesus? How do we know Jesus? When did we first give our lives to Jesus? And right now, we are going to talk to a caller. I'm excited about this. We are going to talk to Sharon calling from Cleveland. Thanks for calling, Sharon. What's your testimony you want to share? Um, well, I was uh, raised Catholic, which, you know, that's fine. And uh, it was a huge, huge, huge part of our life. The, we have there's I have two brothers and a sister and we had a really messed up childhood kind of thing. Our mother died when we were little. We raised with our aunt and she was kind of little whatever. And my brother was uh, like a teacher in the charismatic movement of the Catholic Church back in the seventies. I don't know if you remember that. Do, Do I remember that? Oh well, you know when? Tell me when was it? <laughs> It was probably about 70, um, just way before your time, <laughs> like in the early 70s. Okay, and got it. There was it. a huge movement within the church where people were turning to Jesus. Yes, I do and know he, about the Jesus movement. 
Go ahead. Yeah, and it affected the the Catholic Church catechism classes and all that. Anyway, my brother kept telling me, he was like, Sharon, it's not a religion. It's a relationship. It's a relationship with God through Christ. That's it. Real simple. You just accept him. And I was like, okay. And I love my brother to death. I looked up to him immensely. And uh, Mm -hmm. he told me, he said, watch 700 Club sometime. And so I was... I was pregnant with my second child. I'd gotten up in the morning, and I'll try to do this quick. I'd gotten up in the morning, set my hair in rollers, which I hadn't done forever. And I sat down on the edge of my bed, and I turned the TV on, and I was just flipping, and I came to 700 Club, and I was listening to Pat Robertson and, you know, all this stuff. And Ben Kinslow came on, and he started talking. And right in the middle of his talking, he goes, you there, sitting on the edge of your bed with your hair in rollers. <laughs> and I was like, say what? <laughs> and and I just was kind of standing there. He goes, people have been telling you there's more. It's not a religion. It's a relationship. And it's a relationship that's free to you. It's a gift. And he just kept going on. And I was like, I'm just like watching him. And he said, now's the time for you to get down on your knees and ask Jesus into your heart. So I'm bawling by this time. And my son came in the room he was like five and he's like mommy are you okay and I said yeah I'm fine and I again Ben Kinslow goes if you have a child in your room go in your closet I'd have gone to India had the man told me to so I got up went in my closet got down on my knees and I asked Jesus into my heart and that was my day well praise the Lord that the Lord he can use all sorts of things (laughs) whether it's Someone on the street or someone you didn't know, or in the case of my testimony, where I didn't know the girl and she shared the gospel with me in in a private camp situation. God, he is powerful. He is powerful to redeem and to change hearts. And he, 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 it is about a relationship. It's also about obedience. When we are transformed into the image of Christ, we need to continually ask him for help. We need to run to him for every single day. Our faith needs to be um, grounded and rooted in truth. So I hope that you, Sharon, are grounded in a local church so that you can get some good teaching with a good community and continue to run this race that God has started. Thank you so much for sharing your testimony. And I want to hear from you. So you all can continue to call and continue to send your emails. But right now, we're going to switch gears a little bit. It's time for my producer, Karen Hendren, to take over. And we're going to talk about the program. What questions do you have for me, Karen? Okay. Well, here we go. All right, Trulia, you're a woman of many talents and roles. You're an author, a podcaster, a writer, a wife, and a mom. And now you're adding radio host to your many talents. Uh, Today, being the debut program of Living by Faith, what is your vision for this program? And what are some of the topics and themes that you hope to cover? You know, I am uh, so excited to cover lots of things, but one of the topics, um, even next week, we are going to be talking about suffering. And I think that 
when you, when you look at the world today and our own lives, we see a lot of suffering. So what does it look like to walk by faith and not by sight, to trust the Lord and trust yourself to him in the midst of very hard circumstances? And suffering can vary. It can be um, an illness such as uh, or a disease. It can also be um, a broken relationship. Suffering can take on its, its many different uh, forms. And so I want to talk about as many of them as we can throughout the show as uh, and and really build the faith of those who are struggling. We also want to talk about the everyday spiritual disciplines. So thinking about things like prayer, Bible reading, maybe even fasting, which we do not do much in our culture and um, unless it's like the diet fasting thing. I forgot what you call that. But anyways, we don't do a lot of the fasting that God God has called us to. And and so what does it look like for those everyday spiritual disciplines and how can we put them into action? And then, uh, yes, intermittent fasting, that is exactly the diet that some, someone helped me out there. Um, and then we're going to talk through and think through things like um, children. <laughs> I, I think that for parents, I, I'm a parent of two wonderful teenagers, and there's probably nothing I am most concerned about than those two wonderful teenagers. And so we're going to think through parenting. And I know that with listeners all over the world, that there there's going to be someone who's experiencing and struggling with or praying for a child who's run away from the Lord. And so we're going to talk about that. Or the parent who is launching a kid out. What does it look like when you're an empty nester and your 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 life has changed? Uh, your focus maybe has changed some too. So we're also going to talk about marriage. Um, we have a fun, exciting guests in a couple of weeks. It's my husband. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to talk to my husband, which I just want to tell you is a huge stretch for him. He is he would rather be doing anything than talking in in public. <laughs> he is a he's very administrative. He's a math guy and he's he's so excited though to he he does help lead our small group. So he's 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 this isn't completely out of him his realm, but he's really excited but to opposites um, attract. But <laughs> yes, yes, opposites attract. We are we couldn't be more different. So those are some of the highlights and some of the things we're going to be talking through. Well, that's exciting. Um one of the other things that you do that you mentioned is that you work at Moody Publishing and you're an author. So how did you know you wanted to be a writer and how did you start? You know, it's funny, Karen. I don't even know if you know this, but no. I started kind of similar to you. I was I've always written. And so even as a young girl, I, I was researching and writing and it was just something I was interested in. And I did freelance journalism for a local paper. So I wrote for a paper and did feature stories. And I loved it. I wrote for my college paper and then did these feature stories for several years. And I I just fell in love with that kind of writing and reporting. Absolutely loved it. And sometimes I, they would take me off of feature stories and I'd do something random like a business... <laughs> But featured stories was my was my jam, and then um, 
But I wanted to write from my Christian's perspective, and you can't do that as a reporter. You're reporting, right? right? So I asked if I could write a column. They allowed me to write one column, and it was from my Christian perspective. And from there... I'm now here. Okay, I I skipped a lot. I skipped a lot. But when we come back, we'll talk more about that and this program and what we're doing. I am so excited. You're listening to Living by Faith and join us again. Thank you for tuning in. This is Living by Faith, and I'm your host, Trillia Newbell. It's a special episode. It's the first episode, and we have been talking about testimonies, sharing our testimonies. You have been getting to know my producer, Karen Hendren, and we are going to continue this conversation about the program and getting to know me, your host, who's going to be carrying you through the mornings on Saturdays. I'm really excited about it. So, Karen Take it away. Okay. Well, we were we, <laughs> we were just talking about how you sort of started, got your start writing, and uh, how you got your first got to do your first column with uh, a Christian perspective. So, how did you go from that to Moody Publishing, and also how do you choose your topics now? And what are some of your favorite topics? That oh, I you've love that question. Covered. Yeah. So okay. So. I wrote that column and realized, oh, my goodness, I love writing from my Christian perspective. Now, just so you guys know, I have skipped a whole lot of ministry. I did ministry work before I was writing for that local paper. And so I had after I became a Christian, I I got into law school, decided not to go. (laughs) Decided I would uh, wanted to share the gospel all the time. So I started doing campus ministry and then I started writing. Okay. And from there, I started a little webzine and started a web magazine where I had other writers contributing. And I wrote a blog post when blogging was more popular that resonated with a whole lot of people. And it got the attention of agents and of publishers, and the rest is history. I, from there, was pursued by a few people and wrote my first book with Moody Publishers. And gosh, some 10, 15 years ago, gosh, that's a long time ago. It feels like yesterday, but I wrote wrote my first book, United with Moody Publishers, and then I wrote a book, Fear and Faith, with Moody. And then from there, I've written Bible studies and children's books and all sorts of things that we'll, you'll learn about um, throughout our time together over the next several, over the next year or so. So um, then, how do I choose my topics was your question. Yeah, I have a heart for discipleship. And God says to go and make disciples of all nations, teaching them to obey all that he had commanded. And so because I have a desire for evangelism, I want to share the gospel. I want people to know Jesus. But we we don't stop there. No. Our whole lives are about knowing him and living our life for him, living by faith. So I all of my topics have in some in some way, shape, or form, 
it they're geared towards discipleship about knowing Jesus, knowing him in his word and living our life accordingly. So that is how I choose my topics. And even this program, I was so grateful when Dan and I were talking about what it is, what's my heartbeat. My website, my personal website, my tagline is where faith and life collide. So everything I do is about taking our faith and put it in, putting it into action. It's about taking, knowing God and living our lives. And so that's that's how I choose my topics. And when I'm, because I'm focused mostly on the Bible and what the Bible says, I'm not going to run out of topics. And I'm really grateful for that. I mean, it's, there's so much in there. And it's so that's resource. it. It's a rich resource. <laughs> so it's a good place to start. So, <laughs> so yeah, so that's it in a nutshell. Well, that's great. Now, you've written, uh, you mentioned you've written two Bible studies, A Great Cloud of Witnesses, and If God is for Us. And you've written the devotional, 52 Weeks in the Word, which is also a podcast. What's the difference between them? Yeah. So my Bible studies, they take a, a chapter in the scriptures and we dive deep. We are doing what's called cross-referencing. We're looking at the scriptures and interpreting, observing the text trying to know the context, we're interpreting the text, understanding the meaning, and we're applying the text. So that's what we're doing with If God is for Us, which is a Bible study on Romans 8, and A Great Cloud of Witnesses, which is a Bible study on Hebrews 11. For 52 Weeks in the Word, one of the things that I realized is that there are people who who would lament kind of all the the Bible reading that they needed to do as they were doing my studies. They were like, oh, man, so much Bible reading. And I was like, yes, we got to read the Bible in order to interpret it and to understand it. So 52 Weeks in the Word helps people to read their Bibles, to get in the Word. So it's a Bible reading plan that starts from Genesis to Revelation. So we're going canonically all the way through the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation, and we're reading through the whole Bible. And we're reading it together from front cover to back. And it's so that people kind of get that muscle of Bible reading. Lifeway Research did a a um, study that says something like maybe 75 percent. I, I don't have it in front of me. It's, it's a large percentage of people own Bibles, but don't read it. Yeah. And so that's why I wanted to do 52 Weeks in the Word. It's to get people in the Word so the Word can get in them and that they're reading and, and, and knowing God. And you're right. Moody Radio also um, hosts the podcast, 52 Weeks in the Word. So I have the book by the publisher with, well, it's by me with the publisher. <laughs> and then the podcast where we every week we um, talk to a different guest and we're focused on the Bible, focused on a as verse or a or a chapter or or even the whole book and thinking through, OK, what does this mean? How do we interpret it and how do we apply it to life? Um, one quick question. You just said how important it is to you for discipleship and evangelism. So for people who are listening today and they're they're hearing all this and they and it strikes a chord and they feel like they've got somebody in mind that 
it's they God has laid on their heart. They want to have that spiritual conversation, and they don't know how to start. What do you suggest? I love that. I love thinking practically. Well, it all depends on what the situation is, but most of the time, it starts with questions, getting to know them. Because if you don't, you don't know where I've had people share the gospel with me or ask me, hey, do you know Jesus as a Christian? (laughs) And I love it. I love it because then I can say, yes, I do. I gave my life to him and I can share my testimony. But so I think if we start there with a question, then it will set us up to be able to, to talk about the Lord. So it could be as simple as I, I, can't I can't survive. I don't know how to do live this life without Jesus. Do you yeah. know Jesus? Do you know him? And then start engaging from there. And you may be rejected. I think we need to be okay with that. Jesus was rejected. <laughs> he he's man of sorrows. He un, he knows rejection. Um but but what I, so what I think we often are afraid of is rejection or looking silly, but that is that's our faith. We need to be bold and ask for help and ask for grace. And the scriptures say we don't have to have lofty words. We don't have to have eloquent speech. <laughs> we don't have to ha- be all-knowing. We just need to be faithful. And that is what I'm hoping living by faith will help us to do, to wa- to know God and walk out our faith and to do things like share the gospel, share the good news of God's grace. Yeah. Amen. Um, well, uh, yeah, we'll just jump in one quick other thing. You've written a bunch of children's books, too. Uh, why children's books? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, because it starts with children. So we want all people to know Jesus. And so children need to, we want to disciple them in our first line of discipleship is children. So I wanted to provide resources to help children know yeah. big God truths. And by God's grace, he um, allowed me to do that. And it's it's been an absolute joy to write for children. And it has been a joy to speak with you, Karen. And I'd like to thank you for helping launch this episode, Living by Faith. So thank you for joining me. Also, thanks to the behind the scenes team at Moody Radio, my engineer, Courtney Young and Mara on the phones. Tune in next week when author Colleen Cho will join me for a discussion on faith amidst hardship and suffering. We'll talk about finding joy in her journey journey through cancer. To hear today's program again, you'll find it at livingbyfaithradio.org or on the Moody Radio app. You may also connect with us through Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram on Living by Faith.